Hanan, Hanaya. Everybody out there, man, I'm giving you virtual hugs from afar. I miss people so much right now. It has been so weird um, doing everything through my phone. And even like when I take walks, I don't connect with people. So this is like my, my, my silver lining every single day, just to be able to get on this podcast and be able to connect with you guys. Um, and just to hear back how you feel. So I, I hope everybody's doing well out there. I'm praying that everybody's quarantined with people you actually like and people that you don't want to like divorce or break up with after this. Cause yo, let me tell you some divorce stories on the real that I've already heard. Um, but today's a really special episode because um, I decided to do a podcast with these amazing ladies who have been killing the game since day one. I would say that they are OG podcasters back when nobody even knew what this was or to take it seriously. And I was an honored guest to come and actually be on their show and to feel the fucking energy and the vibes between these three women. And so welcome to Listen Hanai for the first time, the ladies of Lady Gang. What's up, ladies? Hello. So this all is three of first- is this, I'm sorry. This is our first quarantine podcast. So yep. we feel very honored to be with you. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. Cause I'm looking at you ladies right now. We're all on zoom, which is so as everybody else um, in the world right now, but you all have stations in your house. Are you telling me this whole time during quarantine, you haven't been doing podcasts? Well, we have, but for lady gang, we haven't been on anyone else's. Oh, got you. Welcome. Welcome. Oh, I love it. Spirit fingers. Amazing. Okay. Yes. Take your dirty hands off the screen. All right. <laughs> so, okay. First off, I have to say a massive congratulations to all three of you ladies, because like, I really, really mean when I was there in your studio, you guys had a dope studio set up. You had these games, you had lady gang, like paraphernalia too. You even <laughs> sent me home with my own lady gang, like goodie bag with all your branded stuff. And then at, when I found out that you guys got a show on E, I was It was literally like, wow, I never thought that a podcast could become a show, but that you guys, now I understand you were so vivacious in person that it would make sense to be able to see this shit on TV because it it wasn't enough to hear you. And it's really because you guys are unapologetic. Obviously, you know this already. You're real as fuck. You guys are living your real lives and you're not afraid to share it. And it's very much what I feel being in the world of the real, you know, with my talk show. It's the same thing where you, 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 you cringe when you're about to say it. And then once it's out, then you got to cringe again when everybody else is responding to it and giving your opinions. So congratulations on all the success. And then we're also going to talk about your book that's coming out. But so far, what has the rise to fame been like for you guys? Tell me like your own little, like, how, what's it been to look in the mirror and see yourself like, different from a few years ago oh to fame and kelty answer this question this is kelty's favorite topic i know fame 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 baby it's like genie i don't even know what to say i'm crying like the fact that you even said that was so nice no for real Um, though you guys are such a respected source now of just like news and fun and, and escapism Well, thank you. You You know, and it's people like you. I think you were like our seventh or ninth guest. I was trying to look it up today. You were OG on ours too. Yeah. I did not know that. You guys seemed seasoned. And it was like one of those things when we first started that no one, you're absolutely right in what you said. No one knew what podcasts were. There were really no female podcasts. So when you would reach out to a friend and say, hey, will you come on my podcast? They're like, huh? What? Do I have to wear makeup? What? And like, it was people like you that I've known in this business for many years that have been such, um, champions for other women that are like, I don't know what the fuck this is you're asking me to do, but okay. Yeah. Kelty, I'll show up for you, you know? And so, um, you know, we owe it a lot to, especially the, the women that came on the show and men in the first, like, you know, 
weeks and months that we were launching because it was really a risk. Now it's like, you know exactly what your friend means when you say we would come on my podcast. Like everyone knows what that was. But back then we could have been asking you to do a cartwheel into a, I don't know. <laughs> a brick wall. Kelty. <laughs> Kelty, you just skirted around the fame issue. Is something? Know, are, how, are you okay? What has been like? Sorry, what's going getting on? discounts now at restaurants? It's, Has somebody like spotted you? Like, what's happening? It's just been so long since I've been able to call the paparazzi on myself because, like, last week, I—that's my disappointment—is like now I will call the paparazzi on myself personally, and they'll actually show up and take my picture. Like, not on days when they're following Taylor Swift, but like on other days when they're not busy. Yeah. You know, when they're not busy between the breaks of Taylor. And last week I was so disappointed because Becca texted me and she was like, hey girl, got bad news for you. And I was like, what? And she goes, I just got papped in the hills where she lives. And I was like, what the fuck? I've been walking every day. No one's following me. So not that famous yet, Jeannie. <laughs> disappointing. <laughs> so disappointing. Oh she my wants God. Well, it too bad that I don't know if it'll ever really, really come. Do you really want fame though? Like, okay, yes. tell me the perks <laughs> because I want to know if you're aware of the cons. Tell me the perks that you think are there. Well, there's only perks in my <laughs> eyes. <laughs> oh um, shit. Well, if Kelty, like say for example, a con might be a stalker. However, Kelty would think that as a pro. I've already had like so it. much about her. Yeah. I love, yeah. I love having restraining orders. Like, yeah. Please, I'm so famous. Um, the the I I don't know. I I think that I don't know why I like it. I just like attention. Okay, well, because this will circle back to the book we just wrote, and it, all the answers, the questions will be answered. But basically, Kelty and I both have this fucked up. Are we allowed to say fuck on this? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we have this fucked up need to impress everybody that was mean to us when we were younger. Yes. Yeah. And so Kelty thinks that by being super, super mega famous, people will be, um, you know, mad that they weren't nicer to her. And then my thing is, if I'm just rich and powerful, then they, you know, like, I don't care about the fame element. I just want enough money to be like, fuck you. Yeah, that, that, that is a good mic drop on any situation, having enough money. I mean, like, even as we get older and we're seeing real life situations where people should absolutely be locked up for that or absolutely do more time because of their crime. But because they had money, man. Yeah. No, it's some weird shit. Yeah. Isn't it crazy, Jeannie? And you probably see this all the time um, with guests coming in and out of the real, like how broke most of Hollywood actually is. Absolutely. Debt people are. Oh my God. Yes, absolutely. See the behind the scenes and you're like, you made how much money and spent how much money? Like, how is it possible that, like, I don't know, it's crazy to me. Not only learning that, but learning people who had their moment, maybe not getting paid, but had their moment to be as famous, but they blew it all off because they got, they, they in their head thought that they were way richer. Yeah. So they in their head thought they were way richer. So mm-hmm. they went and spent everything or went and fucked everything or did everything that they yeah. thought they could because they were that famous already when really you weren't that famous. And you got knocked right off the block. Yeah. You know what I mean, like some child stars, like some child stars where you're like, oh, you think you're set for life but just a few small wrong moves and a couple of bad tattoos and boom, you're like the rest of us. You know what, what? I mean? Don't get that One face, face tat, tattoo you know? away from, Yo. from Absolutely. So, okay, let's talk about this book really quick. Mm. Um, who decided to come up with the book? Who's the writer in this group? None of us. We're none, none, of, none us. of us are official writers. <laughs> There's only one college degree in this room right now. Yeah, that, Jack, it's Jack. Jack okay. graduated college. Oh, I'm shit. one credit shy of being a college graduate. 
one credit, not even class, just credit. Um, it's pathetic. So none of us are real writers, but um, I think Kelty and Jack both had this like deep desire, burning desire to write this book. Well, I, I've always loved writing, but I'm not, I'm not a writer in any sense of the word. Kelty has had it on her manifest list for the past 10 years to be on the New York Times bestsellers list. Aww. So it's been on her manifest list, but it kind of just fell into our laps when we got connected to our book agent and asked if, if we wanted to write a book. We're like, actually, we're going to do. So yeah. that was kind of the beginning of the whole process of it. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the, the book... Um, Sorry to jump in. Uh, the book is called Act Like a Lady. And what it is, is it's sort of like this play on the four areas of your life. So it's your relationships with yourself, your relationships with your lover, your relationship with your career, and your relationship with your friends. And uh. so through the book, we give like, you know, our opinions, our advice, our thoughts on all these different things like you're uh, going to have a wedding, like, please, God, don't make me fly to Greece to be your eighth bridesmaid, like, you know, oh, that kind of thing. So and it's then, your perspectives on these subjects, but also your real experiences where you would advise to please don't do this or please yeah, do think yeah. about this. So there's some opinions, some advice. And then we each wrote like a massive amount of personal essays. So from Jack's like one day stand where she, you know, met someone had a one day stand and it was over before 2 p.m. It's not a one night stand, it's just in the day. Um, to, you know, Becca talking about um, her getting her, you know, big break and thinking she was going to quit the business and then ending up on Glee or, you know, there's just so many awesome uh, essays about life and the dirtiness of it all. So how yeah. do you guys, if I read it from front to back, how do I get, how do I know who's speaking? Do you guys have chapters that is like, this is Kelsey, this is Jack, this is, yeah. Okay. Um, speaking of, we this is a good opportunity. We do this for every engaged lady that comes on the Lady Gang. Oh God! Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll give you a little taste. Okay? okay, like you're getting married. If you do destination, you absolutely cannot have a registry. Yes. Oh. These are little what lady if your gang friends rules. Are rich? Yep. <laughs> what if everyone's rich? What if your friends are rich? No. Well, then then they'll give you something anyway, like yes, an addition. True. Yeah, I it's like just don't ask agree for you. gifts. Don't ask I, for gifts. And the, the rich people will give you gifts anyways. I'll I either pay agree for your place setting or I'll pay to go to Cabo. But I won't pay for both. Got you. Okay. Here's an engaged lady question. Mm -hmm. If you come to my destination wedding, besides the events of the welcome dinner, the dinner after that, the reception, and then the actual wedding party, besides those three days, which is usually what it is, right? What else am I expected to pay for? Nothing. As a, as a guest? No, as really? a bride. Not as even bride, your nothing. flights or your hotels or... Honestly... For every guest? You're going to pay their flights? I don't I mean, know, if, but I've been to celebrity weddings where they do that. And I'm like, oh my God, am I supposed to do that too? Like, I don't, I don't know what the etiquette is. Again, mm -hmm. that's like a perk. That's a perk of a, a very rich, rich person. Yeah. But if you're like a normie and you're going and having a destination wedding, yeah. you can't expect, I think either way, like you that's can't cool. expect okay. your guests to be paying for all of this yeah. like extra extravagant shit and give you a huge gift on right. top of their flights that they took off of work and got somebody to take care of their kid. There's right. just a lot that goes into it. Here's something that I did for a destination wedding. And you, sh this is this felt like the best thing to do. Okay, I didn't pay for anyone's flights or hotels. However, 
if I had friends who are like still in med school or just kind of like just had a baby and they have to get like a babysitter and fly to me and blah, blah, blah. Like I took care of their hotel rooms. So like for your friends who you feel like they are going above and beyond financially that they're comfortable doing, that's a nice thing for you to offer. That's so fucking thoughtful. Well, I'm a nice fucking person. Yeah. (laughs) Just That's amazing. By the way, Jack and I both paid for our own hotel, so well, you could afford. <laughs> bitch, you could afford it. Becca knows how much we make. I know how much money you make, and and you, Kelty, make more than all of us. Yeah, Kelty. Um, but Jeannie, I've had both ways. I had a I had a fancy friend yeah. who got married in Italy, and she was like, "Get yourself to Italy, and everything's on me." So yeah. like, hotel. It just work. depends. So it depends on husband, how rich the person is. Her husband is not a millionaire; he's a billionaire. Oh yeah, my exactly. god! He you could have bought the flights. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I have a I have a few rich friends who have invited me out to whether and it didn't even have to be their wedding. You guys, one was a 40th birthday. She took care of everything. Oh. And and everything, the first class flights on Emirates. Oh, I need rich friends. This everything. Fun. And so, right, right. But, but, you know, then I was stuck with like, yo, I got to buy this woman like a fucking newborn. I got to buy this woman like yeah. a <laughs> shiny calf. I don't know what to get. Like, you can't think of what gift do you get for somebody. So it's almost, honestly, that stressed me out. That really You're stressed indebted. me out even worse. You're indebted to give her yes. your one of your organs. So I'd rather, I almost would rather pay for parts of my own experience yeah. because then yeah. I don't feel like I owe you and I feel like I'm sleeping with this every night because after that, there's nothing you can do that would be better. Right. What, my love? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I that's agree. a lot. Yeah. See, oh, that's I, why I want all the money. Right. <laughs> exactly. I can't really wait. Does. You'd need to be an author, speaking of. Yeah. I know. I would I know. So, so this is what I wanted to ask you. Was it easier having it split up between three people? Because I have a lot of drafts with where I want to go with it. But guys, authors deserve so much credit. It's a lot of work. It is so much work. And and then think about today's world where you get judged for everything you say. You would hate to have somebody pick mm. up on something you said that didn't sound racially, you know, um, considerate or sound inappropriate towards women or whatnot, right? Do you guys think about that at all? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think the years of having this podcast and being so honest and open and raw, like we have had moments, like heartbreaking moments where we've said something and have been misunderstood. Yeah. And that's just the reality of, of what we're doing dealing with right now. And it's a beautiful thing because we're all being held really accountable for the words that come out of our mouths. But at the same time, it did make writing this book pretty scary because it's like not a podcast that you listen to and it goes away. It's a book. It's in writing. It's there forever. But I will say that like the our editors have been incredible and they've caught things that we just didn't. And they're like, you know, this could be misconstrued. So like, let's fix it and adjust it. And people that love you will tell you the truth. And we've had a lot of that. I want to hear more about this book and some of the juicy details that you included in the pages. So when we come back from this break, we're going to talk more with Lady Gang and their awesome book, Act Like a Lady, after we get back from the break. Welcome back to Listen, Hanai. I am here with Jack, Becca, and Kelty from Lady Gang. Ladies, I'm so excited about this book that you have coming out. Act Like a Lady. Can you just break down for me? Obviously, it's the lessons in the four parts of your life. Relationships, self-love, friends, and career. But what is the juiciest thing you think you admitted or shared in this book? Let's start with you, Becca. Oh, God. 
Um, Without giving too much away. That yeah, part. I won't give too much no, away. Give it all away. <laughs> I, I will say that it's not necessarily the juiciest because people who listen to our podcast, like I'll talk about pretty much anything and everything except for my feelings. Okay. So oh, yes. my juiciness so is vulnerability. And I definitely go to a place where I talk about my experience with therapy. Um, you know, I lost somebody in my late twenties who was really important to me. So I really dive into how up until 27, I like pretty much shook everything off that bothered me or upset me, but this was something that I couldn't. And so yeah, like that's probably the juiciest was like me admitting that I needed therapy in my experience of wow. going through it. And yeah. well, it is really interesting because we are so raw and honest and unfiltered in our podcast, but we we're very self-deprecating and we all three kind of have issues with being really, really openly vulnerable on the podcast. So I think the book was a completely different avenue for us to all kind of talk about our own insecurities with a lot of things that maybe aren't as hilarious to talk to on the podcast, talk about on the podcast where it's a lot easier to kind of like spill your guts a little bit writing on a page. I see. So, yeah. And what was it for you, Jack, that you felt was the most difficult for you to spill out on that page? Um, I mean, I, I talked about a really difficult breakup that I was in with an, an emotionally abusive partner. So that was kind of hard. But then I also talked about a bunch of really gross sexual encounters that I have had that one day stand. I had stalked a D-list actor on Twitter and conned him into coming over to my apartment at 2 PM to have like really a four out of 10 sexual experience. And then I never talked to him again until I went to a comedy show that he was heckling me at. So that was fun. <laughs> oh, shit. And now, well, no, I'm not, that will give away his um, identity, but, yeah, but okay. he's, Jack, he's not that D list anymore. Allegedly that I have figured out in the past month. Is he B? Jack was the original DMer. She was long conning guys through dms on twitter before it was like slipping dms was a oh thing. my god he my, started it my confidence for hitting on guys through like twitter dms was so insanely high and it was probably when i was at my least attractive phase of my life so it was it was a really <laughs> I fun time die. i die wait okay just tell me if for all of our listeners out there who really want to holler at a guy but don't know where to start and don't want to risk sounding cheesy on the dm or maybe risk it and just have fun with it what is the best line to send out on a dm well the one that i had used on this guy that got him to my apartment at 2 p.m was if you were a president you would be Abraham lincoln so <laughs> It worked for me and it will work for somebody else out there, but it probably will not work for a lot of people as well. <laughs> so, you know, send it at your own risk. Send it with caution, yo. Oh my God, stick a nude to it just in case. Just give it a little yeah. more insurance. Oh, yeah. Just throw, throw a tit in there. It's fine. Oh, yeah. shit. And Kelsey, I know on Entertainment Tonight and also on your gram, you're always super transparent. What is something you possibly found to share that you haven't told us in your book? Nothing. Um, <laughs> Right. I get in trouble for oversharing a lot. I'm very, yeah. uh, I'm real sensitive. Uh, so I think for me though, I will say we talked about divorce before and I, until like about, even when I first started dating my husband, I really didn't sort of freely admit that I had been married when I was 21 yeah. um, to anyone. And I kind of hid that because I was really embarrassed about it. And Why were I you never, embarrassed? Well, I think I wasn't embarrassed because of the way it went down like this guy proposed to me and I was so young and I just said yes because I thought I was supposed to 
be such a people pleaser. And then people were like, oh, you're getting married. And I was like, yes. And the whole time I knew it was the wrong thing to do, like to the point where I talk a little bit in the book about like, I was about to walk down the aisle and my dad turned to me and was like, baby girl, you do not have to do this. And I was like, I want to, but like everyone knew that I didn't want to. And I was just like, you get in this rigmarole of like doing the things that you think you're supposed to do. And I come from this small town in Canada where like everyone marries their high school sweetheart. And like, if you don't have a baby by 21, like you are doing it wrong. And so there's like this societal pressure to like do all these things. And so I just like, I mean, I was only married 11 months. Like that was how brutal it was, but I just was such a people pleaser and I was just like so embarrassed about it. And I just kind of talked about how you know, for me, one of the things I want, like our, our girls who are in bad relationships or want to get out of the relationships is that you can promise to love someone forever and totally not do that, not follow through on it. And it doesn't mean that you can't do it again when it's the right person and really mean it, you know, girl, I feel like you just told my whole life story, (laughs) (laughs) my whole life story. I mean, especially the part where you said you already knew that you didn't want, you knew you didn't want it, but your damn head and your own stubbornness and your own, I got this, I got this, which is a major thing in your twenties. In your twenties, you think, I got this. I know exactly what I want. I'm out of my parents' house. I'm making my own money. I don't need him. And you oversell yourself so much that you actually quiet down your intuitions that sit in there like, bitch, bitch, (laughs) (laughs) really bitch. Like it's doing that the whole time. But when you're in your forties, you, when you hear it, you're like, ah, let me like speak up. I got to hear you. What are you saying? But when you're in your twenties, you're like, I got this. Shut up. I got this. Wow. Yeah. So true. Mm -hmm. So I think like uh, it's that kind of stuff that maybe we don't get to on the podcast all the time is in the book. And, um, and I will say it was really quite a difficult challenge because we did not use a ghostwriter, which you'll be very surprised that like most books that are done by Hollywood people, they're with someone where they will say like, I'm Julia Roberts with this person, or they'll say they wrote it, but they actually hired someone under the table to like write the entire book for them. And we wrote the book and it was so time consuming and hard. And, um, but I think we're really, really proud of it. And I can't wait to like, people are in their bathtub, like reading it, having a giggle. And what did you guys pick for the cover art? Because you're three so vivacious, like, and personality. And how, how, what did you, what was your cover art? It's a well, big vagina. Well, no. we definitely did your vaginas and everybody has to guess which one is whose. I wish. Well, the inside cover is a vagina pattern. So it, it is. is on there. Of course, but, as it should be. Yeah. yeah. The cover, we uh, definitely we didn't want to put our faces on it because we're not that famous. So our faces are on the back quite small. Yeah. Um, but I actually ended up designing the cover myself, which is a really cool validating thing for me as well, because yeah. I studied graphic design in college and that was my career before yeah. the podcast and stuff. So it's really exciting. And I'd love to go to a bookstore and see it on the shelves one That's day. So dope. My God, this, this really was like manifested and like, homegrown between you ladies. That's so cool. Thank you. Yeah. I can't wait until we can go back in the world and I can go to a bookstore and be that person that goes and takes like the five books that are in the the Barnes and Noble and like moves them and puts (laughs) them on top of all of Oprah's books, like at that front table. On like, the bestsellers I, list, on the bestsellers table, like can't <laughs> wait. I love to it. Be no, like, I, I can't Game wait. of Thrones. What? <laughs> it's me. I can't wait when you go to like the spiritual reading section where you want to learn more about Jesus or learn more about yeah. like how to commune with him. <laughs> that you're just gonna have like a little sliver of Lady Gang. Right there. One vagina. 
Yeah. Okay, it's like, if you liked Brene Brown, you'll love Act Like a Lady. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, you guys. Same shit. Well, I feel like, okay, I've, I've, I've talked so much about you guys and we haven't seen each other in a minute. Yeah. Is there anything that I can tell you? Is there anything you want to ask me before I close this out? Because I don't want you to feel like I'm just like, you know, I'm not, I, I, I don't want to also share with you guys. I have a question for you. Okay. How has this time been? So you're used to getting up every day, getting glam, sitting Mm. in a table. Like, do you feel liberated or are you missing that kind of spotlight? Uh, no. Oh my God. I (laughs) look the real, the talk show is really hard work. Um, not only do you deal with the mental stress, right, of what you're putting out there and what's going to come yeah. back at you and what you need to retract to say correctly and how to, all these people to please. You think about that a lot, even though you shouldn't, right? At the end mm-hmm. of the day, you should just do you. We know this. But there's also like getting up at four o'clock, maybe 3.45, sometimes every morning to be at the studio by five, put on that fucking face till seven, then breathe and get ready for our guests and play with the cocktails that we're going to teach you to make or whatever it may be. So no, I do not miss the early calls and we are still shooting the reel. We're shooting it every day from our home. So it's like a similar Mm -hmm. meeting like this. All the ladies are shooting from their homes and we still have the talk show going on. Um, But what I really learned during this quarantine is how much I really just like myself as far as like not having to be glammed all the time, not Mm. having to have like a shit ton of makeup on. I wish TV didn't feel like you had to have the beat, you know, Kelsey, I'm sure we were on, on our, on entertainment tonight and we, we wear like five more layers than we ever usually do. And it's, it's gross. And, um, I'm excited to see how this quarantine changes television. If I'm honest with you, we all learned that we can do our own glam to a certain, you know, a certain like standard where we actually never did before. I think we all learned also that we can make do with our home devices. Now, what we're missing is connection. It is still important to walk in and, 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 and see people and ask how they're doing and have interactions and hear somebody just had a baby and all those things. So that's what's missing. And that's why social media has really been like a lifeline for us. But I'm noticing like all the lives and DJ nice spinning all these like hot Um, shows and Mike Epps is, uh, I love his little roller skating rink that he did in his um, basement Um, I think what we learned is we cannot survive without contact. We need, I need to know that as I posted this picture, you Kelty at home just liked it and gave me props because you're up and you're, you're around right now. And Mm -hmm. I need to see Becca just posted what she's doing this morning because like, I want to know, oh shit, she's making her coffee the same way I do or whatever it may be. We need contact. And that's very reassuring to know in this time of leaders that are throwing out crazy things and, and you know, shit that seems uncertain that at the end of the day, we can't survive without contact. We need people. So this quarantine is absolutely, if it hasn't taught you who you can or cannot survive with, uh-huh. what kind of conversations you've been having, how talented are you, by the way, yeah. like all your, all your posts <laughs> on the gram with twerking that wasn't appropriate now, did you really have any other skills or things to talk about that you could teach us to show us more in depth of who mm-hmm. you are? Like that's yeah. what I've really been noticing about influencers. Like now oh, you can't crazy. just, that's, it's like you just can't like stand on a street world. corner in a cute outfit anymore. And you like, can't well, just, like, yes, you can't just do that wingtip liner all fucking day. Now, like talk to us about some shit because now when people are dying, you look like you care about that wingtip liner, you know, like it's, it's made people and it's made social media be a lot more responsible and thoughtful. Yeah. So you're either being thoughtful about your friends and your family and your TikTok videos around you, or you're going to be more like, Hey, I'm having a moment. I need to break down here live on the gram or whatever it may be. So right. I like this. I want to see how we all come out of this. Yeah. 
But yeah, I'm so glad to see um, that. How did you know that your new does he have a real name? His name is just- Jay. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I call him Jay because that's his real legal name. But yes, Jay Jeezy. <laughs> Jeezy. I'm like, oh I my god, so cute. G- how did you know? G- how did you know Jay was the guy? How did I know? Man, there's so many moments we had where I could just tell he's a very different soul because I I will admit I'm weird. I'm way too thoughtful and way too deep in thinking that people will easily say, you think too much or you're overthinking that. But no, I, I like to overthink. I like to really take something and really like pick it apart to find out why do I think that way about it? And why do you see it that way? And why I should respect you for seeing it that way, even though I might not agree. Like the whole thing goes on. And Jay's thoughtfulness supersedes mine, girl. Like his yeah. overthinking of things in the most quip and 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 cunning and and just um, empathetic way is really attractive. So I definitely am a sapiosexual. Um, I'm, girl, I'm all like, you fuck me in my mind and then you get to the other places. Like it doesn't, Ooh. it's not the other ways around for me. So on our first date, we talked about some heavy shit. We, we talked about heavy shit. And then he threw me in his car and took me out after that to salsa dancing. So we oh, killed it for shit. like, yeah, we killed it for like four to five hours at a sushi restaurant. Then we shut it down and he was like, you want to go somewhere after this? And I was like, yes, please. And we went in his car. He played Maxwell. So I knew he had some vibes Then we went to, <laughs> of course, of course. Then we went salsa dancing. And when you see this man like do a salsa dancing while we're having real conversations about race and culture and mistakes from our past and going to jail and just everything in between, I was like, this is my boo. This is it. Wow. So I would say first date. I love that. Is that crazy? That's awesome. I don't think it's crazy. I also think that a man that can dance, it's like. Ooh, everything. Hot, 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 hot. Absolutely. I agree. Man, yep. When a man dances, I just like love it. I think it's so Same. nice. Like I could just never end up with someone that was like the guy on the side of the dance floor that's like, no, no, I, like I'll just sit here. I'll watch. Right, like, right. No. I fully no. believe that a man's dance moves and they don't have to be great. Just no. confident. They just have to be yeah. like, even own your your fucking weird ass chicken two step, like whatever it is. But if you are confident <laughs> on the dance floor, that's how yeah. that's you're confident in bed, straight up. So yep. true. I love that. Damn. All right. Well, ladies. we can't wait for your wedding that you're gonna fly us out to and <laughs> first, first class, baby. <laughs> but listen, Jeannie. Yes. You cannot star Jones it. You mean um, have it sponsored by everything? Ever, do you remember Becca? Dude, you just that read, so that was funny just, that you yeah, read that too. That's, that's so funny that, that, that you said that. Crazy. Okay, I agree with you because I thought that was corny as hell. My mom legit was like, she was like, they sponsor everything. They make sure they pay the cake. They make sure you know you get your dress for free. And I'm like, no, that doesn't look right. But she is adamant about it, and she's convincing Jay to do the same. So like. We'll see how it turns out because I'm not saying. I will say, I think that spending money on your wedding is the dumbest thing, whether you have it or you don't. I don't care how much money you have. It's like, it's one night. It's so stupid. So So if you can get some free shit, get your free shit. Becca, I just want to ask though, Becca. So when on that wedding day that I'm posting hashtag Uh spawn next to my cake, next to my Uh dress, next to the decor, next to the tables, when I'm posting all this, because you know, that's kind of the exchange is you got to post pictures of it, tag it partner mm-hmm. tool it all that stuff are you gonna like that picture yeah and the 15 I beside will. it do you know do you know you what 
your engagement your engagement on your wedding pictures is going to be the highest engagement you'll ever get so you can get high quality rates for that shit you can make a lot of money i'm gonna do it when i get married you have to just be upfront and honest about it which you have this you have so many mediums that you can do that beforehand and you could just be like i anybody would say yes to this deal like it's free money and if yeah, it just means like I make have fun to, of yourself and you can make fun of yourself. Exactly. And just be like, this is I'm doing it. I'm shameless. My right, mother right. made me. And like people appreciate the honesty. Yeah. yeah. You, but the star Jones of it when she got in trouble is when she tried to act like she wasn't doing it. Ah, yes, you're right. It you was like double down also, on what you're doing. Issue, hold on. Well, first of all, you're like classy and have some taste. And I don't know, star. So good luck to you, star. But star got she got deep in it where she had the tiara and the choker and the necklace and the earrings and the shoe and the whatever. Like, I know you have a pair of shoes in your in your red carpet yeah. wardrobe. wardrobe. Like, you're going to go get the dress, but you're not going to have like every accoutrement that you don't, can ever have. Yeah, Jeannie Mai is not having the ribbon where you could look like you could actually Instagram the- tag a price tag to every single thing that yeah. you could go shop right now online. Right. Yeah. You don't need like, to get, you don't need to get your napkin sponsored. Right. Like right. get your expensive ass dress sponsored, but get then the you don't have to get free. The one Honestly, flower, flower put it in vogue. Call my, it my dress was paid for and I didn't have to do an Instagram ad. You can, wor- there's workarounds and I'll tell you about them offline. Boom. <laughs> for having that conversation, Becca, I'm ready for that. <laughs> Ladies, tell me where we can get your book. What date does it come out? Because I'm already like, deep in it right now. When are we getting it? Well, don't worry. You're already on our VIP list. Thank you There's so one much. Being delivered and I want to the real for you. So I when you get back signed. to your office, it'll be there. Because I oh, saved we'll all my signed books. We'll sign it. Thank you. And where can um, everybody else get it? So the book's available wherever you get books. Um, June 2nd. June 2nd. You can go to theladygang.com and then it has links to like your Barnes & Noble, your local bookstore, Amazon, like wherever you get your books. And there's going to be an audio book too. So that's exciting. Done. Amazing. Ladygang.com. And I also want you guys to follow these ladies because they're so awesome. Can you please share us with your handles, please? At Becca. At, at Jack Vanek. Wait, hold on. At Becca Tobin. <laughs> Just at Becca. At Becca. Oh, you yeah, got Becca. that? Nailed. Okay. How about you, Jack? At Kelty. At Jack Vanek. Wait, it's at Jack Vanek, at Becca, and at Kelty. That's it? Yeah, yeah that's it. Guys. And then at the, at the Lady Gang. Amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Ladies, thank you so we much for coming. We on that one word. Thank uh, you. When it was a thing like a couple years ago. Yes. No big and deal. congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you so much, you guys. Thank so you. So exciting. I can't wait. When you guys, um, when we're all normal and everything, can we please just go fuck around and do something? I don't care if yeah. it's like, let's just go do drinks. drinks. Yes, or we can go help Jack look for a house here in the valley. Is that you, Jack, that's looking? Yep. Yes. Okay, so when you come so looking fun. over here, we'll show you our watering holes. Me and Kelty got a few of them, I'm sure, between yeah, us man. and Studio City. Yeah, with up. the old people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bye, babe. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. I love you guys. You. Take care of yourselves, okay? Thank Bye. you for joining Bye. me. Bye. Bye. Bye.